This is the Gloves Are All Sports Podcast. My name is Jim Drumheller, and as always, I'm here with my broadcast colleague, Jim Bruno. Today, we got a special guest with us, Mark Drumheller from Fourth and Go Radio. Today, we'll be talking about Flyers postmortem. We'll be talking about what we took away from the season, disappointments and surprises, things to look forward to in the future. We'll be talking about the UFC 211 card, what to expect there, what we're gonna, what our predictions are gonna be for that, and we'll be going over to Eagles draft. We'll be giving them grades on their picks, or the ones I remember. He'll remember more than I will. <laughs> So, without further ado, let's get into it. The Flyers season, it just passed. Not not their best season. Oh, really? But I don't think it was... I think people probably expected more than they should have, but I think they got less than they should have as well. Yeah, and especially so far, a 10-game winning streak. Yeah. You have a 75% for, chance of making the playoffs, first and you team, don't? First team in NHL history to win 10 games in a row at some point and not make the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's disappointing. Yeah, it was almost like the tale of two seasons. I think in the beginning of the year, a lot of people tempered their expectations. They knew they kind of overachieved the year before and then you know you got into the season you get into the winning streak everybody gets geared up they think hey we could have something special maybe this could be a team that could advance into the second round of the playoffs and then the wheels came off you saw the inexperience the inconsistency with the young team and Hackstall kind of you know had an unconventional way of running the lines and scratching some of the young players a lot of his methods were came into question so it was a turbulent year towards the end I think everybody's glad to kind of pack it in and wrap it up and start fresh next year yeah especially with the number two pick in the draft yes great news with the lottery it's gonna be Nolan or Nico it looks like it looks like it and that's an impact player it should start right away I know now when you look at those two players you look at Nolan Patrick you look at Nico I mean it was Nolan Patrick the consensus number one for almost the whole season and then Nico was kind of like the upstart coming on as the season progressed looks like the more skilled more talented player at this point lots of questions about Nolan Patrick and his injuries and now with us being from Philadelphia being a great superstar getting one of the best players in the draft injuries is something that kind of makes us shiver a little bit don't need another Lindros don't need another <laughs> and I think that's what has some fans a little hesitant almost hoping that the Devils take Nolan Patrick and we can take Nico second if anything it'll certainly alleviate the burn from whatever we're going to lose in the expansion draft which looks like probably like a Not Matt much. Reed yeah. Michael Raffle peace see you Matt Reed uh, it looks like they're going to protect Neuvert and dangle Stolarz but with hey, Stolarz yeah, getting hurt I don't like that but you know whoa, whoa. Stolarz is hurt probably, I mean it's going to be plenty of, I mean Pittsburgh screwed where they can't they can only protect uh, Fleury they can't right. protect Matt Murray mm-hmm. so I mean there's going to be better goalies out there the fly right but the Flyers just need to kind of move on from Neuvert and start playing these young guys so they can see what they have I yeah. mean you know Matt Imagine if Pittsburgh never knew what they had with Matt Murray, you know, right. if Florida, Florida doesn't go down. Sure. And then they get deep into the playoffs. So, you know, Hextall, big expectations this offseason. One way or another with the number one or the number two pick, whether it's Nico or Nolan Patrick, you're going to get another scoring threat that you so desperately need. Absolutely. It takes desperately a lot of the pressure need. off of the other guys. 
Right, and you might see some guys like Couturier or Braden Chen actually be able to do a little more without feeling all that pressure. Yeah, and, you know, being on the team. Or you could just, just let Chen be what score. he is, and it's a power play specialist. Yeah, and not expect so much, of, not need so much out of him in the five on five. But, but five on five is an area to where we gotta, we yeah. gotta get some goal. I mean, you can't, you can't, you're not gonna be on the power play the whole game. Unfortunately, well, we that's not how it works. We could always go with his idea and trade Giroux. We could. Now you know what? You know what's funny? Or check one or the other. One or the uh, other. And I can kind of see, I I see your point with that. We talked about a little bit this on you know my show fourth and going wildfire radio we talked about how i'm not sure you have to trade either of them but definitely in the beginning of the year when they were playing Giroux with voracek it's just you have you have two setup guys and and nobody's really there just setting right. each other up no one's putting the puck in the net so doesn't it look to you to even just be stagnant a whole lot of passing yeah yeah just like stagnant not a lot of pressure on the other team's goalie um, you know, and us Flyers fans, like, you know, we grew up, you know, when the, the Flyers hated you guys like Tim Kerr camp out in front of the net, John LeClaire, people like that. We want to see Rackey. those guys would have never been successful if they weren't peppering a goalie with shots. They would you know, pepper the goalie with shots, you get in front, you get, get that rebound, rebound. Yeah. like the lamp. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a new style of hockey now, and uh, I just feel like that, you know, this year was a good reminder for the fans that it is a rebuild, and we're still kind of laying the foundation yeah. as we go on. It's Good. But and a, and you know, as a layman over here, a guy that watches hockey, but maybe not as in- intently as you guys do. Question being is like, did they sell to the fan base as a re- rebuild or not? I mean, is it just like the Eagles always do? They, they it's a retool, right? Were the Flyers more of a rebuild or was it like a uh, a, a retool, as the the Eagles would say? I think when you get rid of Holmgren and you bring the decision, you make the decision to bring in Hextall. You know, you give him carte blanche. You know, yeah. demolish it, build it, just like you did in LA. Just like you did in LA, correct? Exactly. So I, I definitely think it's a rebuild. Um, and I would say if you look at the four franchises, I mean, you know the. Sixers very famous for trust the process now. Right? <laughs> that really hasn't gotten you know. And that's even going into the other sports too. That's right. funny. The Eagles probably the most impatient fan base of them all. Absolutely. Right? So they're afraid to even mutter the word rebuild at the press conference. <laughs> they think of all kinds of synonyms and hyperbole to <laughs> right. stay away from rebuild. We don't want to talk about rebuild. You know. Season tickets You know, and then you no, look at the won't. Phillies, <laughs> and everybody kind of knows that you know they're in a rebuilding mode, but they get a pass because you know they gave us the, the last parade, right? Right. So, but when you look at the Flyers fan base, definitely the most loyal and patient of all four, I think. I think the Phillies' biggest problem was they got that World Series team and then just held on to those guys way too long. Way, way, yeah, way too long. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's like, you know, championships are like a drug. Like, you got yeah. you, you just yeah. You just want Especially one more. Here. You yeah. just want <laughs> one more parade, and they should have had it, you know? Uh, you know, that they, they fell apart. They, they lost to the Yankees. The damn Yankees, yeah. Yeah, the damn Yankees. <laughs> but going back to the Flyers the season last year, uh, we'll start with Jim. What was your biggest disappointment from the season? I think it was just, uh, Mark kind of touched on it, they, they kind of brought you up so high. You're like, wow, 10-game winning streak. Yeah. And they looked phenomenal doing it, like world beaters. And just to see what had that, no, like you said, the, world, was... the, the, the wheels fell off. It was just, that was the disappointment. And it just, there was never like a, even a little bit of a writing of the ship, even a little bit. They just kind of just... I, I think the worst part of that 10-game winning streak is pretty much everybody else in the division had one going too. And actually mm-hmm. kept yeah. theirs a little longer. True, yeah. So yeah, you won yeah. 10 games in a row and gained no ground. Yeah. You had awful. to do it to keep keep pace with everybody yeah. else. So I think my biggest disappointment was just the fact that they brought you up so high and let you down so low. All right. So low. But what was your biggest 
what, what came in the strongest for you? What did you like the most out of the Flyers this year? I think what the fact... takeaway that's good? What no, the, the, the young guys. Yes. You know, I think that's the, the biggest thing. Like, okay, we got a little something here, guys. You know, we get rid of Giroux. Uh, We're both smiling at each other now. And he's, <laughs> and he's throwing me daggers. Um, I, I think, that, you know, maybe it's time to pass the guard. The thing about Giroux is you literally can't trade him. Did Giroux get punched in the face today? He did. Why his teammate? His yeah, Flyers teammate. Was good. I think the beard got him. Really? Yeah. I think Gudis got him. Yeah, Gudis did. Yep. Yeah. Really? The world. So, yeah. you know, they're always picking on the ginger. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, so you literally what is... can't trade him. He's got no movement, and he said he's not leaving. On top of that, trading a contract like that in the salary cap era. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. you got to find the right match. Because you got to you get know? someone who's going to give you the same amount of money back. Right, right. And, and it's hard because this is a guy who's... You're not going to get Evgeny Malkin for Claude Giroux. No. <laughs> okay, so what about is uh, Voracek in the same boat? I assume he's probably uh, yeah, pretty close, still, if not the same, same money. I don't think he's... I don't, yeah. I don't but think isn't Voracek younger? Like, I, I think, yeah. I think well, it's all Giroux under is, I think. Yeah, but I think which is Giroux, 29 and yeah. 300 days. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's hanging on to 30. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, I don't blame it. It's a great age to hang on to. But, right. uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of the key is, is why people were talking about trading Drew last year and this year kind of because the point was is, you know, you're starting from scratch. You have the young team, the young defensemen. Do you want the offense to kind of progress in a linear fashion with the defense? You know what I mean? So everybody's kind of on the same pace moving. Like, are we going to get to the point to where, you know, we got the goalie and we got the defense strong and we rebuild everything and now Drew's 36, right? Yeah. So, you know. We always run into a situation where once one thing gets good, the other one goes to crowd. Yeah. So, you know, it's so a balance. For you, what was your biggest uh, disappointment? Biggest, oh, we're going to start with the bad. The biggest disappointment was Dave Hackstall's handling of the young players. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I really thought okay. I was excited, and I think a lot of people were excited coming into the season of, hey, we're going to get get to see Konechny. We're going to see Ghost take a big next step. You know, yeah. just see how Hackstall, you know, Hackstall um, handles these guys. And the whole season was just kind of, you know, mired with, you know, the juggling of the lines and yeah. the, the weird scratches. Nobody and he's set. trying to teach them tough love. And the, the team just seemed disjointed, you know, yeah. the, the majority of the second half. So, um, now, you know, Hackstall's learning as well. You know, he's yeah. learning on the fly, and I think Hackstall's going to give him a long leash. He had a soft Um one. So, you know, I'd like to see him kind of progress in that facet neck going into next year. Um, when I look at the positive, yeah, it's got to be the Wayne train. Choo-choo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wayne train That's Simmons. the guy. That's the guy I've been saying I want to see on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had a down year compared to last year, but not by much. Well, the no, right, Drew's had so five much. of those. Yeah. But we don't talk about that on right. the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not that uh concerned about the C or you know whatever yeah. you know but um I just you know think that he he made some strides to be you know to fill a much needed leadership void you know what I mean and I right. think that you're going to need to see some of these young players step up and try and fill that void more because you know the team just seems like they lack identity you know, there were times of the year where they they start to get going and then even like you know like they would play tough teams like the Capitals and they play them tough for two periods and then sure. just fall apart and that kind of relates to their mental toughness and their you know inconsistency being a young team but you want to see them get uh, you know more leadership in there so they can kind of fight yeah. through that kind of stuff I know for me uh, the biggest disappointment this season was the goaltending mm-hmm. yeah that's good you got a season they were yeah. trash where you got these two goalies who were, were, were touted as 1A and 1B yep who yeah. both had fantastic seasons last year mm-hmm. however it's just coming out of hot uh, you know he played well in the playoffs it was too little too late mm-hmm. but he did play very well in the playoffs against Capitals uh, however it's been very good in the playoffs he's, he's the anti-Bobrovsky yeah yeah Bobrovsky's Bob, terrible Bob yeah. He's always had his you know, percentage is eight eight nine in the playoffs career. Yeah. 
Penguins make a lot of people look bad, though. Even when he was here, he was terrible. They're making them Caps look bad, too, aren't they? What's but, uh, that series? Is that 3-2 uh, now three, or 3-1? Three, three, one? One. Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Not, not winning without Crosby, so I mean... Nothing better than a Capitals collapse. Well, that's the best part is you you're going to see good. the Penguins advance and knock out the Capitals, yeah. but they're going to go in short, right? Yeah. So hopefully the Senators well, I mean, you know, can bounce back against the Rangers. He says he's playing game five. Yeah, he's, he's going to play probably a little bit, just like Lindros. He'll yeah. play in the yeah. next thing you know. He's one on the ice. Scott Stevens is you got to play hands. <laughs> yeah. And as much He's as I, you know, hate Crosby, you know, you, you never want to see that a player go out like that. But he's in he's, he's in he's some deep waters right now. Yeah, he's in some deep waters. So um, biggest positive for me is uh, like I, like everyone here touched on was the kids. Yeah, especially yeah. Provorov. Mm-hmm. Provorov, yeah, the kids so are legit. Good. We've been hearing for years about these prospects, mm-hmm. and even like Samarin mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Hogg came up. Yeah, for a couple of games, had a cup of coffee with the pro team this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, the kids were good. Um, We've been here for years about these these kids and about these prospects, and and to finally actually. I'm just get happy them. we didn't trade them. For Put them in a uniform, and oh, Hextall would rather. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah. Trade those prospects. But that's no. how I feel with the goalies. That's... Get the kids up and let them play. Right. You know, like where you know they're not going anywhere. Anyway. Goalies are a lot more and... temperamental than the, the defensemen. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, look, Stolarz. You got to wait. Every out time the he week. came in this year, had a phenomenal game. He might have had one clunker, <laughs> but the clunkers are good for him. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. If you're a goalie in NHL, <laughs> you're gonna have to be mentally tough. Right. Yeah. You never so, learn anything from winning. You know, there's no cupcakes. You, yeah, never, you never learn, learn anything from winning. It's a good point. It's a great. But point. next season promises to be good. Well, better. Well, if Nico, get, baby. If we yeah. got Nico, you know it's going to be better. If it gets worse, we're going to have a whole different conversation. I'm hearing a lot of um, uh, a lot of Ben Simmons out of this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, we're going to be so much better when he gets up Once here. we get him. I yeah. hope. Yeah, once he, he's already on the team. I prefer a guy who could stay healthy. Oh, he, he could stay healthy just for the season, except for this Well, season. that's the thing is I think that with Nico, you can play him in the AHL for Give a year, year if you season need to. Yeah. I think Patrick, you got you to right send in, him yeah. right in. He's plug and play. But, uh, yeah. And for from what I heard on the radio this, this afternoon, uh, Nico's probably the guy that the Flyers is going to wind up with. Yeah, that, I mean, that Patrick was the consensus. But I would take Patrick. Number one pick, you know, yeah. As long I mean, as he stays healthy. Here. I think people are a little nervous because yeah. you know, it was a little banged well, up last year. But. Do you like pepperoni pizza or sausage? Right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really lose here. That's that's the beauty of it. Moving on, though. Moving to the UFC. Uh, we're going to be talking about UFC 211 here. What a card. Fight time. Kind of snuck yeah. up on us, too. Yeah, it came quick. Came I don't know what happened. It was this little gem of a card that... They just snuck in there. Yeah. Yep, right in May. Right in May. Everyone's paying attention to McGregor trying to fight Mayweather. It's like, and okay, then, what's boom. the next card? You look at it, you go, wow. Jim, I'm actually... Yeah, a good one. I'm going to call a timeout on this one. Mark, what do you feel about that fight? Is it ever going to happen? Oh, it'll definitely happen. There's so much money to be made. There's I mean, the estimates made. are coming just, out. No, what are you kidding me? You've been saying for months, oh, no way that they're going to let him fight him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also said on this show that it's going to happen as soon as Dana signed off on it. Yeah. Uh, once probably. I knew that the UFC was on board with it's generating that kind yeah. of money. It, it was a wrap, but uh, you know, it's it's just so crazy that a guy who's never boxed can I, go make seventy five million fighting the best fight. I can't believe they sanctioned. It sounds like they believe they sanctioned that fight. It sounds like Mayweather is hey, not going to allow him. Mm-hmm. It's not. He's not going to allow McGregor to make seventy five million. Maybe yeah. 10, 15, 20 million. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to. Here's the deal, right? It's going to make a lot more. He's Mayweather's got there. nobody else to fight. Right? Well, he's retired. I don't yeah, know. Doing he's got no one else to fight. Talk. And if he didn't want this fight, he didn't want to make this money, he wouldn't be pushing for the fight. So you know you got his buy-in. He wants the fight. He wants his $100 million. Oh, He smells yeah. the money. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 
McGregor's going to benefit off that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, in all reality, you know, it would take McGregor two years to make that in the UFC, you know? Probably about how long it would take yeah. him to actually defend a title. No, I know. I know. Uh-huh. That's what I don't... I don't like all the holding up the belts. Like, I don't know. like that this guy's been champion four times now, twice mm-hmm. before he came to the UFC and twice now in the UFC. Yeah. And he's never in his whole life defended a title. Yeah. Well, the pre-UFC stuff I don't care about, but... He kind of seems like one of these guys we, where he wins it and he's good enough for him. We knew that he wasn't... There's a good possibility he wouldn't defend that featherweight belt. I mean, that way in against Aldo, he looked, he looked like Skeletor. Skeletor, yeah. yeah. He looked George Roop. Looked bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked real bad. Um, so, you know, that wasn't much of a surprise. When he wins the lightweight title, that just clinches it. There's really no reason for him to move back right. down. If he had lost that fight to Alvarez, then it's like, okay, does he go defend the other belt? What does he do there? Yeah. But now he's never. And, you know, he's even yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, he might come back and fight Woodley at, at Welterweight, which, you know. That would not go well for him. I, I'm back and forth on that. I mean, I don't know if... Uh, he's too small. He might be too small, but Woodley... He struggled uh, with Nate. Nate's a lightweight. Yeah, but Nate's got that. The reason why I struggle with Nate Nate's is because pace. Nate has the pace and the reach so the things that McGregor does well like Diaz can disrupt his timing do things like that Woodley's got these you know short arms you know he's a nah. And, you know, I don't think that uh, he's going to, you know, be able to do the things that the Gregor that Diaz was. Now, I yeah. think that he might be able to take him down, and which is going to be a problem he's gonna for hold Gregor. Him, yeah. But, you know, the one thing that we did see is that, you know, Connor moving up the lightweight. I don't know if moving up the welterweight, but moving up the lightweight, the power translates. Yeah. I mean, the power, he didn't lose the power. The power it's hard translates. To, it's, it's hard to know if the power translates hey, to welterweight because he fought Nate Diaz. Right. He, you're right. Who never gets knocked down. He, I mean, he. You know, he hit Alvarez with that five-piece combo, and it was a wrap. I hate to be the Debbie Downer here, guys, but I think we're getting a little bit off the track. Right. Way off A little bit, a little bit. The wheels are off the track. (laughs) We're not that off track because... We're still talking UFC, I get it. Conor McGregor was in featherweight, I would have loved to see him fight Frank Yeager, and Frank Yeager is on the UFC 211 card. See how I tied that in? I I see it. I was like... But we're going to start with the prelims, and again, McGregor's tied in. Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Yeah, this is a good one. Boy, it's interesting. It's very interesting because you have to wonder how motivated is Alvarez for this fight. Now that he's got yeah. knocked back down the ladder, he knows oh, that it's yeah. going to take years and years to get back up there to get another fight. he may not fight. have. Right, he may not have. Unless he comes out and makes a huge statement here against Starts Dustin Poirier. And that's what he's going to have to do. Now, I, I don't know if... Um, if that's how this fight's going to go, like it, it kind of depends on Alvarez's game plan. Is Alvarez trying to wrestle with him right. a little bit, or are they just going to go in there and swing, you know, throw haymakers like he used to with Chandler? Right. Um, it, it's it's going to depend. But if I was him, I, I would probably go out there swinging, looking for the knockout because that's how you can get your name back in the mix. I feel like this is a fight where both guys are trying to kind of prove they're legit. Yeah. Well, didn't who did Poirier? Didn't he just get knocked out recently? Yeah. He got starts by someone. Was it Michael Johnson? Yeah. Michael Johnson. Johnson tuned him up, so he's got a long road. He's, to he's got a longer well. road, but that whenever yeah. Alvarez, would, he was the cat's meow for a while. Whenever Alvarez that. would go a long way towards it, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So. Especially in decisive fashion. I mean, that's yeah. what catapults it in now. Is, yeah. You know, you can win these decisions all you want. You're gonna have to win five or six of them if you're gonna right. want a title shot. But you get like two knockout. You look at Cody, uh, you know Garbrandt. Garbrandt, Garbrandt oh, yeah, man, you know he fun. starts as a couple people. All of a sudden, boom, he's in the title fight. You know, and then and then he you know Absolutely. rolls Dominic Cruz. Clown Dominic yeah. Cruz. So you know that's how you get there quick. If you want to get on the fast track, you got to put people to sleep. So. We watched that one here. Yep. We're watching it going. I was in shock. What am I watching? Yeah, I never seen Dominic Cruz look like that. I was in shock. Holy sweet, popping mm-hmm. and locking during the fight. That that's was how, okay. So that was the 
one. Yeah, yeah. if and I then, remember. Yeah, the was, one thing we were saying was when he when he first knocked the first couple of times he knocked Cruz down mm-hmm. and he just pointed at him laughing. Yeah, I was like, man, he needs to knock that off. Yeah, boy, well, if, he loses, you, if, if he loses, he's gonna look real dumb. He didn't uh, lose. Though, but he didn't man. lose. That, that was out of character from for him. Well, for mm-hmm. from I, I think he's gonna yeah. charge Dillashaw too. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna put Dillashaw to sleep. I think. But going into the main card, we got Henry Cejudo versus Sergio Pettis. Why was this on the main card? Now is not. Well, they're trying to showcase that division, I right? And they're trying to showcase Pettis. Um, this right is this is the fight that's going to get Pettis the title fight. If he's going to get win. him over, right? And this is going to get him over to hump. So they put it on pay per view because if he wins, they're going to have to sell what pay per views when he fights for the title. So right. that's the line of thinking there. Um, it's definitely not the fight. To me, it feels like a whole see. lot of guys lining up to get their ass kicked by Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, but look at it this way too, right? If Pettis and Sudo were on the prelims, right? You might not even watch the prelims. Now you're going to watch the prelims. You're watch, that's, that's a good point. With Alvarez that's a good on point. There. What was it, Uriah Faber said? I'd rather be the main event on the prelims than be... Uh, the fifth person on the pay-per-view. Right, because yeah. there's going to be people watching. Because yeah, more people can watch because it's free. It's free, right. Right. And then we get into the meat of the meat of the card. Oh, Start yeah. with Frankie Edgar versus Jared Rodriguez. It's a tough Two guys who have just absolutely battered BJ Penn. Yeah, yeah. Why was BJ Penn in there with Jared Rodriguez? I'll never know. Because they wanted to showcase him. Yeah, you know it I mean? worked. I think that's what it was. <laughs> it they, worked. He, they needed to give him a big name, you know yeah. what I mean, to kind of put him into the next level. This fight I'm struggling with. You know, Frankie Edgar always been a huge fan, one of my favorite fighters. Absolutely. Um, Local guy. This is, this, is a t- this is a tough fight for him. Yeah, because real. he's going to have to deal with... You know, some of the things like the, the the length that, you know, Yair brings, um, you know, the unconventional striking, yep. you know, all those things, you know, are going to play into this one. It's going to be hard for Edgar to kind of set his pace. He works off movement um, and timing. And, you know, when you're fighting an unconventional fighter like that, and he has struggled with it makes it a that. little more difficult. So, um, you know, I'm going to take Frankie in this one, obviously. Um, you know, I always got to stay Tom's River tough, but but this is it's, this is a huge not fight for him. Yeah, yeah. huge fight for him to knock off the young lion uh and we got Demi Amaya versus Jorge Mastable absolutely love this fight I do you got Mastable this is a guy who's been running his mouth at the clown cowboy right and listen yeah. I don't mind the cowboy got clowned I don't I don't care right it's a great fight it's by Mastable he, he came out he was the better fighter deserves the win but he's been running his mouth so crazy ever since um you know this Mastable he's the best fighter in the UFC now and he deserves all this money and all this title shots so they just send him send him over the boa constrictor Donald Cerrone yesterday what he would do for 25 million dollars and he said he would fuck a man on live TV oh Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus 25 million no thanks but uh not even live to tape right no, no. 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 tape delay oh Jesus Christ but uh more zeros and maybe we'll talk yeah oh, 25 million we can buy a lot of boats yeah but can't sit down in them anyway <laughs> 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 Moving on, I, I think you know. I think that this this is all Damian Maya in this one. I, yeah. I think that he's able to take him. Down. I think what Damian Maya does to people is a true testament to what Anderson Silva was doing to people mm-hmm. in his heyday. He was exactly. taking these world class athletes and making them look like amateurs. Yep, and you're gonna see more of that um, on this card. I just, I mean, Maya's just looked fantastic. I mean, he absolutely he's the top of his game, and he's he murdered. Carlos Condit. That was Murdered sad. Carlos Condit. That was and, sad. I know, remember 
remember I DVR'd that because I had work. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm going, shit, I should have set it to overlap. Yeah. Because yeah. there's only like I always have to want ten minutes left in, in, in my recording. Yeah. And yeah. they're doing the announcements for the fight. I'm gonna Quick miss work. Quick work. I'm gonna miss and then Maya tapped him like a minute kinda of looked lost and he looked, as soon as he went to the ground it looked like he was like, Alright, I'm done. Yeah. So I expect- my game plan was not to get taken down. And yeah, I yeah, once you're down, finished. he's like a bow can just like an octopus. He just eats you alive. But you have legs. He's got four arms. That one's a wrap. I got Maya. Maya big in that one. Another one. And then, uh, then we get into the title fights. Joanna Jontajic versus Jessica Andrade. Yeah, I love myself some Joanna. Yeah, she's fun. I mean, John Jacek, the, the stare downs, the look. I mean, she doesn't even look like a Pollock. I mean, she's out there, like, you know, staring people down, ready to eat them alive. And, you know, you have no idea this girl's from Poland. Right. Um, but she is one of the most feared and vicious women's fighters in For MMA. A and, you know, I'm excited to watch that fight. Uh, you know, it's going to be a game fight, you know, but it's, you know, I, I got to be, you always got to go for Jen Jacek. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. It's, she's just been so dominant, there. and I love her style. I love the way she fights. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a fun match. Joanna's really something, but I'm going to go with her as well. And then the main event, the Pride of Cleveland, which is not really saying much. They're grasping for straws over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve Miocic versus Junior Dos Santos, who is absolutely thrilled when Steve Miocic won the title because thank god there's a champion I haven't lost to <laughs> twice twice <laughs> well every time there's a new champion the first thing he does is fight Junior DeSantos yeah because they don't have anything else to do with him because he kills everybody else Junior kind of walked into this fight um no they fought previously yes yes they fought previously um so this is the rematch um who won that oh I think DeSantos won it yeah yeah I think DeSantos won the first time um I don't think he's going to be that fortunate this time I think Miocic is a guy I think it was DeSantos by decision if I remember I think the loss I remember was the Struve no I think he lost it okay he lost to uh, if only to we DeSantis. had somewhere we could go right to type in something to figure <laughs> this out we fire up this this surface here and <laughs> uh, see if this is working but uh, I'm fancy thinking box positive. he's got over there yeah I, I put down because I was like you know this. I'm just going to go off the cuff tonight and now uh, now you got me back to the lab but that, oh, the wait. last time I saw DeSantis fight just too slow yeah, he's, just he's, too he's, slow he's, getting old getting slow I think I it was unfortunately a, hit his prime at the same time as Cain Velasquez yeah yep, <laughs> yep, yep. and they had some wars man they did and listen Junior Sagano was one of my favorite fighters um, so, you know, oh, Vasquez beat the brakes off him twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I. Guy's trying to be positive over here. Talking yeah, about trying. Breaks off of people and everything. I else. just think that they he's, were badly he just looks, fights. looks, looks very slow. Um, and, you know, I don't think he has it in him for this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. Just sitting here listening to you. First off, this is great. Uh, great listening just from an outsider or right. an insider being, you know, whatever. Um, just hearing you guys talk, I'm like, maybe I should get this paper you right no, it's a good it's, one. it sounds good it's definitely a good one it's, I mean, it's I'm a good gonna, one gonna talk know. mrs bruno into it but you know we'll figure that out there you, go. <laughs> you got two title fights you've got what one two yeah he three, won my decision four, december 13th five, five former 2014 it was the ufc on fox there was the headliner Ooh. he won a unanimous decision was that the last win no his last one was rothwell he won the decision too oh, yeah big bad so, poor guy um stop taking steroids yeah yeah <laughs> i like ben rothwell but i he's another guy who's just stop taking I don't 
think he's ever going to be that elite guy. Nah. Um, I don't know if I saw that Rothwell fight. I feel like the last time I saw Dos Santos fight was against Overeem when he got oh. he got knocked out. He just seems slow. I feel like the last time I saw Rothwell fight was against Overeem. Yeah, might have missed this one. And listen, that this fight was this time last year, April 10th, 2016. So, you know, maybe the year off did Dos Santos some good. Maybe. I mean, very rarely does. When you're old, you're old. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Father no. time's undefeated, so. I, I know the ages roughly about around the people sitting here, and uh, it's funny how we say old, and we're older. <laughs> oh, yeah, so where I know. does that leave us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure out there. You're that much older than JDS. Throwing hands for a living. <laughs> exactly. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's. I, I just think it's going to be tough for him. I don't... I don't love Miocic, especially as a champion. No. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, think, I think the UFC uh, Carter, yeah. gave him a layup right here. Um, you know, it looks like DeSantis. I thought that was Overeem. The right age of 33. Oh, I man. thought Overeem was going to kick his head in, dude. I was surprised <laughs> that fight. I really did. I was surprised, um, you know, Overeem. They had food poisoning. They, they all have excuses. They did at least. Sure. Yeah, diverticulitis, yeah. food poisoning. Right. I mean, what what the skull. Bad tuna. What was it? Yeah. Diego Santos said the one time he had bad tuna. <laughs> <laughs> bad oh, I eat some sushi. I've never had some bad tuna, but yeah, yeah, happens. all kinds of excuses. Diego's a weird guy. Strange, strange. Block strange. me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I must have said that he should stop fighting. Like, or he's gonna have problems. Like, because he's, I mean, he's been he's, in some wars. Yeah, what yeah, is up with you, Drumheller, being blocked by sports cars? This guy's blocked right. by Sami Zayn. I'm blocked by a wrestler for a reason I can't explain. I don't think I want the explanation. Yeah. But I, yeah. think, I think the odds are I probably got drunk and said something. The worst part about it is, is like you don't know why you got blocked. You're yeah, blocked. <laughs> you, you want to send know, a little message. Like, like yeah. back know. in the day, AOL would send you. This is the. T- this is what you. Said, yeah. and this is what you did. Or it should be like the reply to the tweet. Yeah. Like you tweet, like, blah, 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 blah. It just comes back. User has blocked you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just so you Why? know. You know? Um, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Yeah, it's going right. to be a fantastic card. Awesome. So, Moving on, let's talk some NFL draft. Oh, here we go. Oh, the NFL draft was phenomenal. <laughs> Philadelphia. Was I was there. I was there Thursday night. I was there. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I was there Thursday Saturday. Night. That's yeah. where I wanted to be. I was wanted to be, I wanted to be on Saturday. Yeah, twelve dollar beers, but you know, what are you gonna do? They're big actually ones. cheap. They were the big ones. Yeah. Um Yeah, like I went to the Flyers game, they were nine fifty, but they were twenty four ounces. Yeah, yeah, it says so these were four bucks a beer. Ounces. Yeah, they were twenty four ounces. Or you can get the uh the twelve or whatever it is. The, the next lowest option is nine dollars. You like yeah, but I want to drink warm beer. So what I did mm-hmm. is I I drank the the smaller beers for the nine dollars, right. and then around one thirty, about one about quarter to two, I went over to uh, Springfest or Beer Fest over at uh, uh, there you Xfinity. Had a boy. Plenty of beers. Uh, didn't make it too long, but that's for another uh, another time. We'll talk about that. Yeah. So the yeah. NFL draft. So we want to get. So I've been thinking about this all week. Mark. No, he's looking his chops in. Yeah. Dig in now. Now he's ready to dig. It's in. his time to shine. Yeah, right. it is. With the second pick of the draft. I mean, everybody knew that Miles Garrett was going number one. Yep. Everybody knew it. I've been thinking all week how I could describe this to you. I don't know if you've ever seen this meme. It's a guy, he's throwing up like a whole stack of papers. Mm-hmm. He goes, fuck it, it's Friday. And yeah. then he's like, nah, dude, just kidding. And the next shot is next, it's it's Thursday, just kidding, I need those. Sure. That's what the second pick was. He just threw up the papers. Sure. The whole draft just got fucking thrown apart. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. Nobody saw Apparently that Apparently not coming. even John Fox or Mitchell Trubisky. Right, <laughs> right, right. The GM just went all, went rogue, drafted him. <laughs> that was his plan the whole time. Didn't tell his freaking head coach. Coach, didn't even call the kid. The kid was like, yes, I was watching a draft, and uh, they called my name. Yeah. So here I am. 
They wouldn't even tell. Yeah, he wouldn't even tell. Trubisky's coach. like, who's picking next? Maybe I'll go there. No, dude, you went. What? No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, get up there. Yeah, they didn't tell a coach. They didn't tell anybody. <laughs> they actually said that they did tell Fox a few hours before it happened. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. they said that this was going to be they the play. They want to give him enough time to veto it. Yeah, they yeah. don't, want to, well, they don't yeah. want to leave. And he did veto it in the GM one. Because that's what they said. That when they called the 49ers, they wouldn't tell them why they were trading up. Like, yeah. they were like, no, 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 trust me. Like, you know, you'll you know be all right. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know, who do you want? And they're like, you know, yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, you know? the, the, the 49ers wound up with uh, Solomon Thomas, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy they were going to pick Not up. Not a big yeah. So they pick up, I think it was two threes and a four. And uh, like a two or something next year. Like a, a yeah, high pick that's next the thing. Year. I don't necessarily think that Trubisky was a bad idea. They need a quarterback badly. Cutler's working for Fox now. Right. Uh, <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, I don't even... Glennon is an experiment. No, Glennon, they actually signed contract. him for di- big money. But, they but Trubisky's out, a few they years away from... Yeah, they can get out of it the next year. For like 2.5. Like 2.5 million. But, but Glennon... The, the deal is, is Trubisky's got 13 starts. Yep. He needs... Seasoning. He need, Yeah, he needs yeah. seasoning. He, exactly. How many the starts has <laughs> Not many. Uh, I'm probably more college. I mean, you know, we're talking yeah, about college yeah. starts. He's had more NFL Glenn starts. I can guarantee that. I, I hear that. Mike Lennon. I think Matt Flynn. I hate Nick Foles. It's just huh? bad. He's know? back. Yeah. Why is he back? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. But, Twenty-seven uh, and two guys. Yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt, Twenty-seven and two. Matt McGloin's here too. Yeah, you yeah. know what? You need a camp arm. That's like what it says last time. Even a dog's ass will get a little bit of sunshine. This is true. Now, I don't think we're going to actually go pick by pick, and I don't think we need to no. do that. Um, go on with the Eagles, though. Well, let's just get on with the Eagles. Let's so, stay on the business. Your brother over here. Mm-hmm. The other Mr. Drum Heller. There we go. All he wanted was a cornerback, no matter what the hell it cost us, whether he was rated there, whatever. He just wanted a cornerback. Give me a damn cornerback. Right, right. And, and yes, and I explained this one was a huge need, the whole bit. Or a receiver. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll roll back the tape from last last episode. It was cornerback. <laughs> it was corner. It was right. corner. It was definitely corner. No matter what it was, no matter where he's rated, where you can get it. If you can get him in the fifth round, I don't care. I want him in the first. That's That was his mindset. Yeah. And that's fine. I get the need for a quarterback. Huge we need a cornerback. Yeah. We need a cornerback. Get it. But that's not necessarily true. I said I wanted the top available cornerback, the guy that wasn't going to be there in round two. Okay, but you... Well, no. Well, whatever. However it shook out, I mean, we'll, we'll go with the semantics later. We he can, was more focused on need, positional need. Yeah. Instead of... Right. Know, Whether way you could player. actually get that guy. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> so we wind up with Derek Barnett. No, and I said, my whole idea was trade back in this draft... Pick up an extra second, pick up, you know, whatever it is. Grab yourself Dalvin Cook at, the, you know, 21, 25, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then now you have two twos. And we went, I even broke out the draft uh, point chart and all that stuff. And right. I said, this is what you should get back. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, that it's not going to work out dollars and cents, yeah. basically. Tell that right. to the Niners. <laughs> well, yeah. Tell that to the Bears. They were like, Geez. Right. So I said, you'll at least get another two. Right. And I figured in, in the second round, you can grab two cornerbacks. You're good to go. You got your running back, you got your cornerbacks. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles flip the script on me, and they just go ahead and take Derek Barnett. Draft Barnett, right. I said, and I don't know if I said it on the show or not, I'll be honest about it, okay. but he was the, Barnett was the guy I heard a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they did, they just fell in love with this kid. Right. And they, hearing everything they've said, they fell in love with him. Yep. So if they didn't trade back, I had a sneaking su- su- suspicion he was going to be the guy they wound up drafting. Right, right. I don't hate the pick. I actually like it. Yeah, I don't hate the player. I kind of don't like the pick. Here's and that's the thing. Where I differ. Like, and he just said something that's actually very telling. 
telling. When he first told me about the pick, and he was like, yeah, yeah, it's a good, solid pick. And then we talked about it the next day. Hey, man, it's a solid pick. It's a solid pick. Never said liked. Never said anything. It was always a solid pick. And solid sounds like you're trying to sell me something. Okay. Yeah. It's so who would you rather have at that? Who would you rather have at that spot? <sighs> Uh, you know, just give me a name, Mark. Give me a name. I would, have, I would have rather took Ruben Foster. Next I'm gonna shut this down. <laughs> I'm gonna shut, shut it down. down. I've been waiting for this because you're probably you. I probably just cut you off and I apologize. Nah, that's fine. Go ahead. What you heard out of Shanahan today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't. he's probably gonna be shut down for the whole year. He's red shirting. Well, they said they said worst case scenario, he's out for the whole year. Yeah, you don't have to draft the guys. And then there was more year. leaks to saying he might have had some not with your first round pick. No concussion problems at, at Alabama. That's he might have had too. Listen, I I get that. I. I don't care. I'll be honest with you. Um, I want an impact player, a game changer, a guy. You know, if I'm drafted at 14, I want a guy that's going to be able to change the game for me. And that's Ruben Foster. Um, you put a hat on a hat, and I get that. You know, there's some injury concerns. And listen, there's you know, this is the NFL. People get injured um, every week. <laughs> you know, that, that's how every it is. Week. But when you talk about matching up against Dallas and Dallas's offensive line, you need people that are going to put hats on Ezekiel Elliott, and you can bring the hammer when you got a player like Hicks which is going to be one of the best young linebackers in the league and then you can couple with a guy like Reuben Foster who will take your head off then you can strike fear into the into the opposing offenses I'm not going to disagree with you I, mm-hmm. I would not have I would not be upset change your pace <laughs> I've, I've agreed with everything you said so far you agreeing with the drum heller is just a change to me yeah well that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're always on the opposite ends but uh I, I liked Foster. Mm-hmm. I just knew Barnett was going to be the pick. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that year, you know, and this one's still, just... it still keeps Anthony uh, Gargano up at night. Right, right, right. Brandon Graham over Earl Thomas, which was a freaking need. And it's mm-hmm. taken Brandon Graham five years to get to where we thought he was going to be five I years ago. I just feel like, right. at 14, there's a lot of players on the board that are good. There's certainly a lot of ways you can't go wrong here. Going defensive end to me, which was probably wasn't, something you could have done in the second round. It was I, a need. It, it was a need. It, I, I struggle with that. And, you know, really? like, yeah, and we talked about this on our show Wednesday night. We had our 100th episode on Wildfire Radio. 100? Congratulations. 100th episode. Jeez, yeah, it was, man. It was, so cheers. it was a celebration. Yeah. Let's cheers it up, guys. A little, little over two years ago, we started. Um, so it was 100 episodes in. We, we talked in depth about this about um it, it looks like a need on paper but my problem is is you went out and you sold me on this defensive guru this jim schwartz don't take right. no shit he's this tough I guy don't. you spend all this money to get him all these weapons and all these tools and then after a year he's like oh, i can't play i need the 14th pick <laughs> you know what i mean like like there comes to a point to where like vinnie curry is in his second year in the system you either gotta coach him up you gave him all this money you gotta really coach him up or you gotta tweak your system to make him productive because for this you year. can only funnel so many resources into it, like into that defensive line. Like, what is the use of having a Jim Schwartz if you're just going to flood the defensive line with so much talent that anyone can coach him anyway? Especially if you're cap strapped. Right, right. And that's kind of saying that the whole oh, thing we, is. We will get there. Yeah, we can we're, get there. We're, we're getting there. We're going to get there. You know, and maybe Kerry doesn't have it and maybe it was a bad signing, but. Is Kerry a better 3 4 D end than he is a 4 3? Oh, I think he's built for the 4-3. I, I just think that, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, was the money, you know, he didn't come in, you know, and 
I mean, I, I don't know why Vinny Curry didn't perform. That's probably a good question for Jim Schwartz, but, <laughs> you know, there's... So if you're listening... It's his job. Yeah, Jim, if you're listening, like, coach him up, buddy. Coach him up. We're doing right. this. We'll Do give you a few so, ideas. Yeah, it's what you're, we're paying you for, so we don't have to spend all these picks on defense alignment every year. Right. My buddy and I actually came... Or my buddy said to me, uh, we were watching a draft together, and he said, uh, first round, we were just tweeting or texting each other. Mm-hmm. Second and third, I went over to his house, but what about putting a little bit of weight on him and throwing him inside? Now you're tweaking him to fit the scheme. Right, right. But I'm, I'm okay with experimenting that way because he played his best inside Yeah, right Boom. last year. So, um, Or two years ago. However, like if, if Schwartz has to get creative to get him productive, that's fine. Yeah, but do it. That's your job. Like, get these guys to play. Like, they're not like we, you know, this isn't like the defensive backfield where we got guys off the street and out there playing. Like, yeah. these are legitimate pro players. Like, you got to make them better, Jim Schwartz. And, you know, that's kind of why when a team with so many holes – like, and, and I honestly think that this was just Howie just trying to say, like, okay, well, we're just going to do a do-over with this defense and made people stop talking about Kerry. But you're giving up on Vinny Kerry after one year, so then is that the precedent? Like, are we going to give up on Barnett after one year? Like, <laughs> right. if, if he doesn't perform in the system, like, right. what kind of precedent are you setting? You know, you're just bailing well, the coach out. You're not going to be able to give up on him after this year. He's going to be in a rotation, so you can't even assign full blame. Right, right, right. So last year was Vinny Curry's first year of actually being in, you know, the guy. Getting significant kind of, snaps. Yeah. I right. agree with Which he still only got 40% at that. Mm-hmm. I agree in concept with him to a point, though, in the sense that at some point... He pointed at me, by the way. And I, <laughs> I, I feel like the Flyers are almost in the same boat. At some point, you got to stop blaming the players and start blaming the coach. Right. Like, someone's got to be a cannibal. Like, Jeremy yeah. Laurie, when they fired Chip Kelly at this big press conference and talked about everyone's a cannibal. And but everything's gonna be back. back. But nobody's been accountable. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? You like, know what it is? Because we have a, guy, a lot of guys with emotional intelligence now. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. Well, yeah, yeah, we're hugging guy. them up. We're giving yeah. them hugs. Except the one guy whose emotion was too much, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the, the, the get big... enough hugs. Yeah, they get enough <laughs> no, hugs. Yeah, the one guy who didn't have, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think that maybe the issue is the defense that he employs. That mm-hmm. you're leaving your ends so far the frick out there in the wide nine. Yeah. That you can be run on mm-hmm. almost at will. Right. So you're going to need some linebackers to put some hats on people. Hello, Ruben. But, you know, you you need those types of linebackers. But he, He's saying hello to him next year when he plays. <laughs> yeah. But listen, you know, the point being is, like, I don't dislike the player. Like, I think Barnett will be a solid player. Probably. Oh, what was that word? Solid. Thanks. Right, probably just like Brandon <laughs> Graham. Solid. Right in that Brandon Graham mold. I just wanted to see more of an impact player. It's not bad. A guy that was going to contribute. It's not a bad right. pick. But at I, it's 14? just not the, the way I would have chosen no, that's, to right. build that's, this team. I think that's where he was around about going. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. everybody threw the papers up in the air. He was probably 10 to 15, we'll say. Yeah. That's probably... Like, a lot of people are upset that we didn't grab Allen. Jonathan Allen. Uh, right. Supposed to be another number two pick. He legit is a 3-4 end. Or, right. I'm sorry, or a right. D-tackle or whatever the hell yeah. it is. The Washington pick up. Right, he's yeah. the end. You can... A uh, 4-3, he'd have to be D-tackle. He's the end. Yeah. So, we, we're, we're pretty good there. We're paying a guy $106 million. That's right, yeah. You know, I wouldn't have been opposed to them... Um, By the way, take a look at that wall. A lot of different things. I mean, yeah, the wall of shame. I'm sure you've noticed. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that boy. Look at that (laughs) Bradley. But they, uh, yeah, Stuart Bradley. But listen, (laughs) I wouldn't have been opposed to them going a lot of different directions. Like even if. You know, I wanted them to get Corey Davis. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. We went to top five. Yeah. 
So and then um, the wide receiver the receivers were gone. Started, so yeah. you're out of the wide receiver game. Yep. I don't know if I would have took Dalvin Cook at 14. Nope. Um, I wouldn't have. I uh, but you know there there were other options. You could have took Malik Hooker. You know he's a safety. You don't have a need right now for safety, but he's an impact player, right? So and he's, he's a guy. He, he should have been rated number one on your board yeah, at that point. And you can get and, you can get you can look towards getting you know Malcolm Jenkins and all that money off your books. A lot or of, McLeod who can uh, Malcolm Jenkins is a, he's a, a team leader. Mm-hmm. It's funny if you could put the seal on his his jersey, you would. It's funny because you touched on Malik Hooker, and we were saying in the last show, um, it made sense. A lot of people had him going to the Chargers. Yeah, that I did. made sense yeah. to me. Your first time in LA, mm-hmm. grab a hooker. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, you know, and you know, to your point, if they were to trade back and pick up Barnett, it probably would have felt a little easier to me, yeah. like a little better. And well, even not even the, to... not even picking up Barnett, picking up Cook, which right. hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, he didn't go to the second round, mm-hmm. but if you had a second round, an extra second round pick. And you took him in the first at say twenty one, twenty two, whatever. Right. It probably would have the optics of it is a lot better because now you have sure. another extra second sure. rounder. Absolutely. And the, uh, you know, it's just the team just had so many holes, and I think for them to to pick a position to where they already. Um, well, I would even have been happy if they traded back and and took Ryan Ramchak, you know, the tackle Offensive out of Wisconsin, because yeah. then you can yeah. you can have him sit and learn for a year, you know, before you put him in the Peters role, and then you peel, you know, the eleven or twelve or whatever million dollars Peters is, you know, on right. the books for, yeah. and then you have that money next year to where you can go and continue to build. Right. But so why don't we go to the second round? Second round. Second round. Let's do that. So we grab. This pick, we got a guy that's redshirting this year. Yep, and rightfully so, and he he absolutely should redshirt this year. Yeah, he would have been our pick at fourteen. Mm-hmm. We grabbed him in the second round at eleven. I'm pretty sure he has a name. Oh, he does. Yeah, <laughs> Sidney Jones is his name. There right, you go. Yes. The only Sydney I like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if his last name was Crosby, he was yeah. Screwed. He had no shot. Yeah. He was screwed. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. If my plan would have worked out, grabbing Cook in the first round, mm-hmm. getting your two second rounders, everybody would be loving this. Oh, yeah. Loving this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you were able to get Dalvin Cook and Sidney Jones. Um, I and then think, somebody else in the second. Right, right. I think Friday night was their best night yeah. right, from an Eagles standpoint. I mean, I thought, you know, they had the one pick. It was a solid pick on Thursday night. And they started dressing Friday Eagles. night, you know, with Evan going back-to-back on the corners of Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas, who Douglas needs some work, right? Like, they, you know, people are talking plug and play. It, you no, know, it's probably going to be Patrick no. Robinson and Jalen Mills in the corner. Yep. Um, this year, but and he's a guy who I think complements Jones well because of his length. You know, Jones doesn't have that length. So when you look at those two being the corner of your futures, it's almost like, you know, that Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? About, and that's kind of. How about the Eagles telling Marcus Smith? Yeah, this is your last year, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, not necessarily. He just didn't pick up his option. That's probably $10 million. Right. When you're, so when you're like, a team that's $10 million over the cap next year already before we start next uh, right. 2018, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're just like, it off yeah, with it's Jason more Peters. like, you know, talk to your realtor, look at cheaper apartments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's probably, you know. Teams that come into town, yeah, feel yeah. free to talk don't, to the don't, don't get the big baller brand $495 sneakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know. You're so, not, we're just giving you a baller. heads up, Marcus. You <laughs> know what I mean? Just to give, you know, some clarity on there. Maybe, maybe not, but in a different scenario, but injury has Teddy Bridgewater didn't get his option picked up. Right. The kid, that kid may never even walk straight again. Yeah. Much less play quarterback. That's terrible. I thought he's pretty good, too. I mean, I like Bridgewater. Um, thought he was coming along, but, you know. He was. Lord knows where he's at now with, with all that. But yeah. Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. Can he get back to 100%? 
Of course. Mikey yeah. Miss is saying, absolutely, this is a, you know, he's almost saying he's never going to play again. Where's Mikey Miss working now? Yeah, it's crazy. He's over at Beasley Media Group on uh, 97.5. There you go. The, I uh, think that's the better station, but that's, you know, whatever. Yeah, they both have their spots. I prefer Wildfire Radio. Yeah. The premier podcasting network on TV. Great shows. They got Glenn Mack now. Leslie Goodell do a show on Sunday night. They got Jody Mack. Um, they got Jody uh, Mack, really? Ron Burke does nice. a show with Jason Ashworth. So nice. check out the website, Wildfire radio.com and look for fourth and go the year four for four philly sports resource every wednesday night live 9 15 we go on to 10 15 to give you your crash course on philly sports wow there you go how you like that that was a hell of a plug man you like that play you gotta get it in there <laughs> but uh, get it in. if he wasn't wearing the shirt across me right now they'd be like i'd still go to that website right they're doing, they're doing great things though they're getting bigger and better everyone knows internet radio is the future but, uh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I mean, those guys, you know, obviously WIP and 97.5 got everything unlocked. They're doing, they do a great job of what they do. But well, that's how uh, are taking over. That's right. That's right. All yeah. right. So we already, we kind of touched on the third pick. Like you said, he's kind of Russell, a, maybe a pro- yeah. Russell Douglas out of West Virginia. And kind then, of a project. Okay. And then scraps. Position in need, right? Fills the position yeah, in need. Now you got your two corners for the future. Now, you were just talking, and I, I was trying to bring it up then, but so they're saying, you know, you were saying Jalen Mills and Patrick Robinson yeah, as a cornerback. I think so. And I was saying, well, I'm thinking to myself, well, who's going to play the slot? Oh, that's right. Ron Brooks. Yes, Ron Brooks is back. He's actually a decent player. Yeah. He just had it. He was He's injured solid. last year. He's solid. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't call him solid. He's not Barnett solid. He's you just solid. You know what solid. makes Ron Brooks look good, in all seriousness? What's that? Toast McKelvin. The fact that, like, Ron Brooks <laughs> was paired up with McKelvin, like, they were the two yeah. guys we got from Buffalo. Well, McKelvin was so bad. Everyone's like, good, well, I guess well Ron Brooks was all right. Yeah. Like, he wasn't McKelvin, for Christ's sake, right. you know. But no, he I do agree. Five, five games, but damn, he looked good in yeah. those five they games. They other guys off other teams' practice squads, and they look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I do agree with you. I, I think like Paul Brooks, Thomas. Brooks is going to be the answer in the slot. Yeah. Um, and know. that's his natural position. Yeah. I think a lot of the problems the Eagles have been having, they've been taking these guys that are playing in the slot and trying to throw them outside. Right. Like, them? Well, the receiver side, yeah. Dude. Boy, is he disappointed. Yeah, Man, he's, he's done. He's another guy. I mean, if you're going to get the big baller sneakers, go get them now. Doriel Green back on because you're not going to be able to get them later. Get them while you're stealing money. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the Eagles, the defense, still a lot of work to be done. You know sure. what I mean? It, it's, a, it's a rebuilding process. Um, I would have liked to see more of an impact player, but I thought they did a great job on Friday night by addressing the two cornerback yeah. positions, even though either of these guys might not make an immediate impact. Um, I do think that they are targeting these two people as the cornerbacks of the future. Talked a little bit about this on Wednesday night. You know, when you look at the impact of a cornerback, a great cornerback, it's much different than, you know, you get than a lot of other positions. You can look at, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and they really turn themselves into a Super Bowl contender tender when they drafted Marcus Peters and his play elevated them to the next level. Um, you saw them, you know, everybody thinks Chiefs, they think Jamal Charles. They see Jamal Charles get injured, yep. insert Spencer Ware. The team keeps rolling. Yeah. But Marcus Peters is the game changer, um, you know, on that def- on that team. And he that's also had why... a coach that excels in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, he's real good in the regular season. He's real good in the regular season. You know, Tyree Hill didn't hurt, obviously. You know, you get a player like that with that kind of game-breaking speed on offense. Um, but Marcus Peters is really a, the player that I think kind of catapulted them to the next level. Andy Reid has a weird habit of falling ass backwards in the players. Yeah, yeah, he does. But I'll tell you, he uh, the guys he wants aren't necessarily the guys that excel on his teams. Right, right, right. But you it, know, he's weird Andy, Andy does a good job. He's another guy. You know, when we talk hump. about players like Alex Smith and you know, Ugh. 
Yeah, some oh, people aren't. We're gonna do this again. But now we get back in the number not, ten pick. Everybody's not going to be a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl champion. And like no. you know, same thing with Andy Reid. Like, just because Andy Reid can't is never going to win a Super Bowl doesn't mean he's not a great coach. You know, it's just sure. not just like Donovan McNabb never won a Super Bowl doesn't mean he was wasn't a great quarterback. I think Jim just grew up brought up a great name, Don Shula. Don Shula. Mm-hmm. You had an undefeated freaking season, Dan Marino. Yeah, I mean, Marv <laughs> Levy. They had that like thirty for thirty on the Buffalo. Four years in a row. How do you not just back in the one? I know. How do you not just play like the Tampa Bay Rays in one year? That's how you know the NFL is not fixed. The worst part of that is everybody looks at that and thinks about how terrible Buffalo was. They lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's awful. That K gun was killing people. (laughs) But hold up a second. Time out. They They made the Super Bowl four years in a row. Yep. Yep. When was that? Even the Patriots, as great as they are, haven't done that. They skip a year every now and again. Yeah. And they were, they would smoke Marino in the playoffs every year. Oh, like it was their Every job. Every year. <laughs> it didn't matter if it was in Buffalo or Miami. They would just roll You know, right Marino's through. last game, he got smoked in the playoffs. Yeah, against Jacksonville. It was like 70 to 7. To, yeah, 70 to 7. So are we, are we off like the like draft, a, guys? Or do, no, we're on round four. Okay, okay. We're on the last day. Yeah, we're, we're tying it in that Jim Kelly and Chad Kelly was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Good reach, though. Getting in the players' account. Good reach, though. So Elway calls Jim Kelly and says, hey, tell me about your nephew. Oh, well, he sucks. He's terrible. Oh, he's a good kid and this, that. And yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so our uh, fourth... So we took a Rasul Douglas in the third. Fourth round pick was the wide receiver out of North Carolina. Mac Truckhounds. Going to be an impact player this year, but not the way you think. But he's going to be a special teams guy. Yes. I'm okay with that. I'm. We don't really need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the way our special teams plays, but you got to keep feeding the beast. Correct, yeah. and that's a great point. Now, I do understand that. I just don't know if this is a spot in the draft I would have chose to feed the beast, right? When I okay. when I look at the way the draft fell, and you can see the kid out of Paulsbury, Julian Davenport gets picked by the Texans a couple picks later. Big, raw offensive tackle, right? Sure. We didn't go offensive line in the first round, right? How many years did we kill? I can't believe we don't pick offensive line anymore. And what do we do? Because we, we loaded up on it last year. Line. We loaded up. Oh, we got two year. guys. I mean, you know. We loaded up. I mean, got two guys out of if it. we're paying by the pound, trust me, we loaded yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we're paying by the pound. But I would like to see them get, you know, a project like Davenport, you you know, have them learn behind Peters. Sure. Um, and maybe, you know, hey, you can find a diamond in the rough in the fourth round, now, get your tackle to Everyone I does. Keep hearing, I keep hearing Every Mark year. talk about um, backing up Peters. Yeah, since last year. So it's gotta be Johnson man. is obviously sliding the left tackle for yeah. that money. You need a right tackle. Yeah. Is Vi- You don't think Vitae is a viable option? No. You don't I think Sam Malu, who played uh, tackle this He's last prob- season, he'll probably be your center though. I mean, the good thing about Sam Malu is he can do everything. But, but the I thing mean, about can- him is. Sam or um yeah Sam Alo, mm-hmm. you just re-signed Wisniewski, who plays center. That's yeah, his job, yeah, right? But he's not. He's and that's not the, the question. There. Who's snapping footballs this year? Well, Kelsey until they unless they move him. You think they will? Right, they're probably ringing phones off the hook. And nobody's answering. You know, I mean that's they yeah. literally have to. Yeah, they literally have. Mm-hmm. Like you really like. The one good thing about the NFL draft getting slotted now mm-hmm. is you know how much money your rookies are going to cost. Correct. Them. Yeah. 
They gotta peel some money they, off the cash. They, they, I mean, you're gonna get four million when you release uh, Ryan Matthews. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen shortly. And the other day that he's it's he's not an injury months. thing anymore. It's not gonna be an injury settlement. It's just gonna be a, a regular out release. Right. Post well, yeah, they want him to clear so they don't have to pay the injury settlement. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They'll probably designate him post June one. Yeah. They'll have. Uh, they may even say, have Stevie Wonder give them the checkup before he leaves. Yeah. Like you're good. <laughs> we got him clear. <laughs> nice. In or whatever doctor cleared Lindros. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like I. Matt Collins could be a great special teams player, right? I, I just don't know if I would choose that point in the draft. There, they said he has some potential to where he can contribute a wide he's receiver a big body. in the future, right? So was Riley Cooper, but he's a big body yeah. too. So was D- Riley so Cooper's uh, interviewing for a job. He's interviewing for a job, but he's uh, down with the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, um, on a what, tryout basis. What do you their, think that Sean says about that? I think that Sean is actually <laughs> how he got there. Sean, yeah, I think that Sean is how he got there. Possibly, it's funny because the Tampa Bay is where our wide receiver castoffs go. Yeah. They got Deshaun and Huff and Yep. And that's yeah. it. And you, you said that earlier. No, I named another one. There was another one. That's it. It's, it's so Huff. That... It's Huff. Yeah, Huff. Huff is the reason that they're like bring Cooper in. Huff's just sitting there stacking <laughs> up the guns. Like, hey, bring him in. Bring him in the locker room. <laughs> bring him ready. So then we took uh, Donnell Pumphrey, who I watched a, a pre draft thing on him on the NFL network. Mm-hmm. Um he, he and Marshall Falk both went to uh, San Diego, San Diego State, State. Yep, and he broke all of Falk's records. Yes. He's not the type of back that we really need at this point. Mm-hmm. We need the big bruiser, and I think after the draft, and uh, we got the, the local kid out of uh, Glassboro, we got him at uh, Corey yeah, Clement. Clement. Yes, yeah, yes. he may be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the fourth round. Yeah. Pumphreys, I, I didn't like the pick. I would have went Jamal Williams there, but I just feel like... At that point, a draft are really rolling the dice, though. Yeah, but at that point, <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like at that point, there's you safer pick picks to guy. make. And I think that at this point with Hollins and with Pumphreys, like, they're just trying to hit these home runs now. Like, yeah. they're just trying to get lucky and hit these... <laughs> well, I, heard, I heard a great analogy, or a great... Somebody said something today. They were like... So, Pumphrey got picked, second pick in the fourth. They let Doug have, Doug have a pick. You know, yeah, it was yeah. possible. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It was like, so Doug... Who do you want? Yeah. You don't. And he's like, oh, he's looking at his, his yeah. surface. And he's like, oh, jet sweep. Who can run the jet sweep? Yeah. Do, <laughs> He'd be great for the jet sweep. I ain't been able to run the jet sweep since Huff left. You know? So. You don't know what an analogy is, do you? <laughs> no, I do. I just. Few of these uh, Miller highlights that uh, your brother demanded. He's living the highlight. Yeah. yeah. This guy had a rider to come on our show. He was like, I am not coming unless I have Miller highlights, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and put well, his foot it. down. I mean, I mean, look how pretty this lady is on the moon, on the body. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, like the hat. You yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I do have a fun lady in a hat. And I'm, a, I'm usually a Corona drinker. Uh-huh. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. We what do, what do I do? I don't do Corona. This, yeah. is, this is bizarro world. So, fifth round, who do we grab? Running back. Uh, that was our second fourth, wasn't okay. it? We had two fours, yeah. Fifth uh, was, uh, no, the defensive tackle was last. Oh, the fifth, they went Gibson, right? Gibson, I yep. love that yeah. pick. I love that pick. Was yeah, that a value pick or a just right where he it, was supposed to go? It's right huh? where he's supposed to go. He's a guy, though, that, I mean, he has a lot of speed, very raw. Um, doesn't really, you know, he needs some refinement as far as, like, you know, coming back to the ball. Like, a lot of times when these guys are in college and they have speed, they just they just keep on running until they throw it to them straight ahead. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like in the NFL, it doesn't work like that. You're in the parking lot, to me. Tecmo Bowl receiver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the halfback pass. All right. Yeah. He just keeps on going right through the top. Yeah. You, know, you know, the one that was the guy on top went straight, and the guy yeah. on top, the guy on the bottom hooked. 
And then yep. the one curled in, and that was it. The one curled up. Yeah, so he, he'll need some refinement, getting used Drop to the Drop back 40 yards, rinse and repeat. Coming exactly. back to the quarterback and things of that nature. But, you you know, you're not going to get a polished guy in the fifth round. Nope. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it was a good pick. I thought, you know, they did a good I job. Didn't I hear a lot of people round. comparing him to uh, DJX. Yeah, yeah. I, I, same maybe speed-wise, maybe right, speed-wise. Same And the thing is, is with Gibson, now I, I could be wrong, but I think he, you know, runs a 4-5 at uh, gym class. We call it a combine gym class. Over yeah. Fourth and get radio. Did the 4-5 at a uh, gym class, and, but actually plays faster with the pads on. Like, when yeah. you watch him on tape, he really separates, seems a lot faster than what it's yeah, that's kind of a big show. fan of gym class. I yeah. actually, last weekend in February, I sit right here at this bar watching that TV and this And TV. you watch it, yeah. We were I, watching I it while recording. I yeah. like it. I think it's interesting. I just don't know That's if not it's... how you base your picks. Right, right. That's <laughs> you know like a mean? supplemental thing. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, you look at oh, the Oh, this guys. confirms my point. It's, yeah. Oh, it's, well, maybe I should look into this a little bit more. What that's we do to thing. keep people interested in football during the offseason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridge that gap. I can't think of a better way to spend my whole entire week because it starts like Thursday, goes to Tuesday or something, than watching. 300 pound guys in their underwear <laughs> I just I can't get enough of it that 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 might be why you got the the thing you said you got earlier you got the gay pack the clap uh, the stitch the stitch oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that might be they it they were on to something <laughs> they were on to something that's right but I actually thought Gibson was the best pick at day three um, I thought they had a rough Saturday but I thought that uh, you know and not that they picked bad players but it just it's the it's, good players weren't there anymore it's not the way I would have built the team right mm-hmm. and everybody you know, when they go, you know, when it's draft time, everybody's the GM. Pulling names out. Everyone, you know, has their oh, own ideas. Oh, I watched this kid, and I know this kid. And blah, right, blah, right, yeah. I, was, I uh, saw yeah. him play against Appalachian State. He had this many hours. Yeah, and that game's on at 2 in the morning, so if you're up at 2 in the morning, you got half a load on. Right. right. And you're, you know, and you're breaking down film on TV, <laughs> you know. Breaking it down, yeah. This is a... <laughs> Making notes you can't read in the morning. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it. those picks are always long shots anyway, but when yeah. you hit those, that's really what makes your team. And I feel like a team with a lot of holes, they needed to kind of get more impact players out of this I, year's draft. I'm not sure they did that. I think that your first three rounds, you're drafting for starters. Mm-hmm. Your next four rounds... You're picking names out of a hat. <laughs> no, I mean... That, these guys work all year. They study film. Sure. They, yeah, they yeah. study film. We. Oh, they, yeah. When you're watching Appalachian State at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're not studying film. Right. You're, you're just drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. You think you're studying film. Though, yeah, but you yeah. think, yeah. You think you are. I can be a scout. Look at me, man. <laughs> yeah, my CPR goes slow motion. Yeah. So if, if you can get starters out of your first three rounds, or even like solid players, that's good stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know, the second half of your draft, if mm-hmm. you can get solid special teams players, I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Because at most the first round, you know, as you know, it's like even the Patriots only fifty percent. Oh yeah, no, nobody passed a thousand with the draft, and you know, it's going just, to the Patriots. The Tom Brady will always be the reason to pick what you need in the bottom of the draft. Yeah, well, he comes uh, up. A lot they didn't even need him then. You know. Yeah, they didn't even need them then. But Not you even well. saw with the Patriots, I mean, more of, and, you know, I read um, War Room, which is a, you know, book about Bill Belichick and the Patriots when okay, they were going yeah, up yeah. with, uh, you know, in the heyday when they had Thomas Dimitrov was like the groundskeeper there. He was, I mean, he's the GM of Atlanta now. He has Scott Pioli over there who was essentially the GM in New England in the beginning. Right. Um, uh, he's and now with Kansas City, was he? He was with Kansas City yeah. and then got fired after a couple of years. They had a rough go there. They, That's right. Uh, they, they went out and got cast. 
Russell and Charlie Weiss and yeah, you know, a bunch yeah, of guys. Like, this didn't work out. <laughs> but it was tough. I mean, it was, you know, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but he was there when his last year was when, uh, you know, God rest in peace, was his Javon Belcher committed suicide. Remember the practice? Oh, right. Yeah. Shot himself in the head. Was that Andy Reid's first year? Uh-huh. That was Andy Reid's, like, first or second year. Was like, no, he wasn't there yet, I don't what, think. Huh? I think Peoli was there. I don't think that Reid was, the was there. Reed, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was still Haley. That we fired Reed the the, the year, year he lost, lost his kid. kid. Yeah, <laughs> but it was uh, I and think we Todd all Haley said, "Oh, he's gonna pass this year." Yeah, put in a performance like that, we're firing you anyway. Yeah, and, and we want Chip Kelly. God damn it! Yeah, we said he got a pass I, I, too. <laughs> but uh, you know, but you know, ultimately the point was in the book they talked about how you know they struggled and they missed on some receivers in the draft. You know, they missed on you know Chad Jackson out of Florida. You know, and and the scouts were telling them not to pick this guy, and Belichick kind of went above the scouts, and that you know. They they made the pick on their own. Um, Lawrence Maroney was another one. Josh yeah. McDaniels really liked them out of Minnesota. Um, scouts were kind of telling them no. They kind of went off the grid against their own philosophy. Those end up being bust. So what you see the Patriots doing more of <coughs> Aaron Hernandez. Is, Sorry. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, uh, I just um, squeezed my Well, I mean, <laughs> but what you see them doing this year is like, well, those position players, you see them recognizing their own weaknesses. Yep. And what do they do? They go out and make a trade for Brandon Cooks. They get a proven guy that they know can run in there. Patriots that makes them so good. They're so fluid. Yep. Yeah. They're not. They're not worried to change That's their style the thing, on the like, fly. What, what defense do they run? Well, for like a quarter of the season, they run a three-four. Hey, Other quarter, they're going to run yeah. a four-three. Yeah. Then they're going to be a two-five. Like if somebody's hurt, they adjust yeah. the whole scheme. Yep. But <laughs> that's the thing that Belichick said, and I've heard him in interviews and stuff. Like you just said, they're fluid. Yep. Just because this is what I did the first four weeks of the season or first three weeks of the season, that doesn't mean that's what I'm going to be doing the rest of the right. season. Even if it worked. Yeah. Because you're eventually going to catch They're up to it. They're going to catch on eventually. He won the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and his backup, Justin Forsett, as the quarterback the first four games of the year. Huh? The Patriots. Okay. Uh, last year, you're talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Garoppolo and Brissett. I mean, it's, you know. That's the thing. They when did they winning. pick Garoppolo? Was that like, that was a later round pick, wasn't it? Third, I think. Third, third, I think they okay. the third just, round. Yeah. So they've been offered everything, everything from the freaking Browns, and they just eventually Brady is going to, oh, have to yeah. retire. He, yeah. I, I'm I'm certain of this. I'm not sure. It when. may be after. <laughs> it may be after Garoppolo was already retired. Right. You know, I mean, well, you know the issue is is and you know the NFL changes these rules because they want the stars to be there on Sunday. You go in, you watch the quarterback. They're their stars. You know now these guys don't get hit. You're gonna see them playing in their fifties. Yeah. Like they don't. They don't. They. I mean, why they're not? The they're making good enough money. Yeah. They're you know, the new hunters. <laughs> God you know? damn, that's a great point, Jim. But it's you a know, good analogy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Phil Sims was getting creamed every Sunday there's no right. way he could he had like 68 concussions there's no way he could have played that even one. David Carr and those, right. were, those were only the counted concussions he had and they mm-hmm. were like yeah, a, little, some, a little salt to get back yeah. just sit down for a drive and then go back oh, out there the Stuart Bradley treatment oh, those used to be the best I mean those games back then were so awesome because you would see I mean, my favorite play growing up was like when that defense end would come around the corner untouched and you would just oh. see, they would just Right in the back. Them, right yeah. in the back every I called time. the old Donovan. Loose. Yeah, yeah. Because the ball would shoot loose. Everybody yeah. in the whole stadium would go, Donovan, hold on to the ball. Yeah. Those those, those only, blind tackles with the ball sacks. Loose, but it wouldn't be an incomplete pass. It'd be a goddamn fumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but it was like, well, it, they were talking. And it was like a concussion every time. Oh, like, yeah. every time, like, that quarterback, like, their head would snap, and you would see him get woozy, and he'd come back the next that was series. That was when we were kids, we would hope for that. Yeah. Andrew the quarterback. Yeah, get him out of there. 
there, yeah. You know. well, he's only, a tech mobile. You try to injure the quarterback. <laughs> Get Wade Wilson in there. Only if uh, <laughs> only if you play for three teams do we hope for injuries. Yeah, yeah. Dallas, well, Dallas Washington. New York, and Washington. Yeah. Yeah. And we usually get them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how much fun I've had with you tonight, Mark. Oh, it was great, man. This is, this we got to do it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. We definitely got to do it again. Thanks for having me. I mean, you know, you guys, you know, all the listeners, it's a fantastic podcast. Keep supporting these guys. Check me out over Wildfire Radio, 4th and Go, Wednesday night live. You can download the free the app. It's free for Wildfire Radio. I'm right on there. There's plenty of great podcasts. Tune in. Wednesday night's 9.15 for me. Um, social media? Social media. at um, We're on Twitter, at 4th and Go Radio. Um, Facebook, 4th and Go Radio. You know, go on there, like the page, get all the updates, um, give us your feedback. You know, we'd love to hear from you. But this was a lot of fun, guys. I mean, we gotta we gotta definitely do this again as we get into the summer. Um, you know, I mean, keep supporting these guys. Two podcasts are better than one. You know, keep listening. <laughs> um, but in the summer, we'll get into the summer. We'll do some stuff. You know, especially as we get closer to mini camp. You know, yeah, we can do some football. There should be some big fight cards during UFC Fight Week in July. They usually have the big card. yeah. So you know, we can come in around that time, talk about that kind of stuff. Two thirteen, just uh, Sorority Lawler. Yes, yes. Uh, Overeem Verdum? Yes. And yeah, there was another yeah. fight on another that card one. that was real good. I didn't think it was that good. I, I remember there was three of them, and I thought those two were good. <laughs> and there was one that I was like, ah, there's so many fake news with this one. Right. I don't, wasn't as long sure as it's not Vitor Belfort hey. versus Date Marquardt. I think it was. Hey, guys. <laughs> I think that, that's what it you was. You just reminded me of something. Let's make UFC great again. Let's make the UFC great Let's again. make the UFC <laughs> great again. No doubt. Again. I'll Mark, I can't, I can't thank you enough. It's been an honor and a pleasure, sir. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, Thanks for having me, man. Thanks yeah, for the Miller Lights. Let's cheers for that. Yeah, the highlights. All right. Yeah. From all of us to all of you, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. That's a great play by the cornerback. Game is over, but the Fisticuffs apparently aren't.